0: Welcome to The Daily Decrypt, the go-to podcast for all things cybersecurity. Get ready to decrypt the complexities of cyber safety and stay informed. Stand at the frontier of cybersecurity news, where every insight is a key to unlocking the mysteries of the digital domain. Your voyage through the cyber news vortex starts now.
1: All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to The Daily Decrypt. Today is February 26th, and today we're going to unravel PayPal's latest patent that's baking a new layer of security into the cookie jar, ensuring that cyber thieves can't take a bite out of your personal data. Meanwhile, Apple takes a quantum leap into the future with PQ3, ensuring that iMessage doesn't just send text, but also sends hackers packing. And finally... Avast finds itself in hot water as they're ordered to cease the sale of browser data, serving a reminder that in the quest for privacy, not all shields are impenetrable as they seem. Transition.
0: All right, from Bleeping Computer, we have an intriguing development in cybersecurity. PayPal is stepping up its game against cyber threats. They've filed a patent for a method to identify when a super cookie is stolen. This aims to improve cookie-based authentication and limit account takeover attacks. So what we talked about before, cookie authentication or cookies in general, if you remember, they are, yeah. I guess the best comparison is like a loyalty card. You go to a coffee shop or something and you have that loyalty card, you hand it to the barista, They get your order and they know your previous preferences. They might have rewards or so on. And then every single time you go, you get more rewards. They may be able to make your coffee or whatever without having to go repeat your order. Cookies are essentially the same thing. Your, Your browser stores these cookies so that the website knows who you are and can easily identify you, authenticate, and give you access to the website. Here's the issue. Hackers can steal these cookies that contain authentication tokens to access the accounts without needing valid credentials, even bypassing multi-factor authentication. These stolen cookies might include hashed passwords, which also allows attackers to impersonate users. Think of a thief now stealing that loyalty card. They can go to that coffee shop um, and essentially impersonate you. They know your coffee orders. and hey, maybe they're gonna use your loyalty points. Now the super cookies that we mentioned earlier, they're a little bit different than standard cookies. They are local shared objects and they are injected by the internet service provider as your data goes in transit. A lot of cookies are typically stored on your browser. They're kind of baked into that network traffic that's transmitting across the wire. And it makes it a little bit more difficult to detect and remove as they're, well, they're not stored locally. PayPal's engineers propose a method to calculate a fraud risk score in cookie based authentic- cookie-based authentication when a user tries to log in. The system assesses the risk by comparing expected cookie values with actual values in the device's storage locations. So what does this all mean? It's really just about enhancing the security during the login process and it makes it harder for attackers to steal those cookies. and for this to work, the system sorts cookie storage locations by fraud risk and then compares expected versus actual cookie values to determine if there's a breach. Based on the risk assessment, PayPal's system would manage authentication requests by accepting, rejecting or triggering additional security checks. The cookies are encrypted for safety against temper tampering. While this isn't guaranteed technology that will be implemented. It's the initiative by PayPal that highlights the evolving landscape of digital security. It's a proactive step in ensuring that our digital transactions remain secure. And one thing to keep in mind with this is, while there are improving methods to enhance the security around authentication, just like everything, we can't assume that it's always gonna be safe. A lot of the work that I do involves detecting how cookies get stolen And it's only a matter of time, even if this does get implemented, other websites will start using it. Attackers are gonna have to evolve their techniques and they'll figure out a way around it. So everything that you are currently doing to kind of maintain your passwords or your authentication, keep it the same. And just know that there are efforts in place to make it more secure, but we still need to be vigilant.
1: So you all know I am an Apple nerd, and I love their privacy features. Well, they just stepped up their game today by creating new encryption methods to combat quantum computing. So Apple has taken a monumental step forward with this new encryption method called PQ3, which is designed to protect iMessage users from the potential future threat of quantum computing. Unlike traditional encryption methods, which could eventually be cracked by quantum computers, PQ3 employs post-quantum cryptography, or PQC, to secure messages both at the initiation of a conversation and throughout the message exchange process. The protocol employs a hybrid design that combines the new post-quantum algorithms with the proven reliability of elliptic curve cryptography, or ECC, ensuring that iMessage's encryption cannot be less secure than its current state. That's good. Got a little baseline. This dual approach means that breaking PQ3's security would require defeating both the new post-quantum primitives and the existing classical ECC cryptography, which would be a formidable challenge for any adversary, quantum or otherwise. So, for any normal, for any regular day user who's listening, not not much is going to change. I think as the iPhones advance, so will the computing power. And while this might take a little more computing power, you won't notice a difference. You're just going to get to bask in the safety that is Apple iMessage and the nice little blue bubbles. I'm pretty excited about this because I recently finished a book by my favorite author, Andy Weir. And Amazon decided they wanted to just suggest a short story he's written. Which was thirty pages long, which is the exact length of a book I want to read—thirty pages—and it was about quantum computing, cracking Keno machines in Las Vegas. They were able to like bind quantum behaviors to the, the ball. That, that it was very interesting, and it really got my wheels turning about quantum computing and how it's really gonna wreak havoc on the encryption world once it becomes more consumer. Consumerized once it becomes more available to consumers. So great work, Apple. Happy I switched. Oh, you're hearing <laughs> it here to hear first, folks. Former Android user switched to Apple.
0: Happy oh, you It's been three years going now. Yeah, three years. I don't, Wow. I don't plan going back. Got another one from Ars Technica. We have Avast, where they are ordered to stop selling browsing data from its browsing privacy apps. Avast is known for its antivirus applications and privacy tools. They were recently found to be collecting and selling users browsing information through a subsidiary called Jumpshot. Now this contradicts their promise of privacy as they were selling data from 2014 to 2020 to over a hundred companies. This is just, if you're not paying for something, somewhere along the line, the company is making money from you. I used to use Avast. Long, long time ago, kind of way before I switched to primarily using Linux. And I always wondered in the back of my mind, especially like as Facebook and these other social media companies came out, like who we were getting more insight into being the product of these companies, more or less. So as I was using like free antivirus, it was always in the back of my mind. Are they how are they making money off of this? How are they staying afloat? Yeah, they have their premium version, but hmm, the Federal Trade Commission or FTC has stepped in and ordering Avos to pay $16.5 million and implement a comprehensive privacy program. They must also stop selling browsing data and obtain explicit consent for future data collection. How clear is that consent going to be? Is it going to be just your checkbox for terms and conditions?
1: It'll be very clear about 30 pages oh, into good. the terms and conditions. Yeah.
0: Right <laughs> at the end of your attention span. Right. <laughs> The data Avast sold wasn't just random browsing info. It included detailed insights into online consumer habits, even down to individual user levels. This included data from Google Maps, LinkedIn, YouTube and more raising serious privacy concerns. If you used the Avast tools during this period, your data might have been sold. Not a whole lot we can do about that at this time. What are we doing to prevent this? We can see that the FTC is finally taking action on this and again just as a regular user pay attention to those sorts of things if you're i mean i'm even guilty of it today i still go to app stores and i'll go hunting for an app that fits the need and as soon as it has like 5.99 price tag i'm like oh there's got to be a free version <laughs>
1: <clears throat> i know better <laughs> mm-hmm. i've already got my data anyways <laughs> so avast
0: has closed jump shot and maintains its commitment to protecting digital lives, despite disagreeing with the FTC's allegations. So if they maintained its commitment to protecting digital lives, so when did the commitment to protecting start?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't... If you're maintaining your previous commitment that allowed you to sell my data, maintaining it isn't a brag ass. Sorry. (laughs) Well...
0: This case serves as a reminder of the importance of regulatory oversight and safeguarding our online privacy. And that, I think, is the staple or biggest takeaway from the FTC stepping in is that we just need more regulation around a lot of the tech companies. They're gonna consistently find ways to monetize our data and they're gonna find those loopholes. So we need the agencies, to get involved to become aware
1: and we can't
0: be oblivious to technology
1: hope that's all we've got for you today thanks so much to doge for joining us and delivering the sweet tasty news to you guys Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with your weekly who's been popped updates as well as some other news so we'll talk to you then